welcome to Headful Podcast. This is your host, Tia Wood. I know you don't recognize me because it's been so fucking long since I uploaded an episode, you just like forgot who I was. Uh, is this the fifth time I'm recording this? Probably more like sixth or seventh. Here's the thing. TikTok is easy for me. <laughs> We're just jumping right into it. TikTok is easy for me because it's 60 seconds, you know, it doesn't, it's not that much effort, I can take breaks, like, but the podcast, it's like I'm sitting down, or even, like, YouTube videos, I'm sitting down for a long period of time and, like, talking for fucking ever, and even though, ooh, ow, my cup is hot, even though I don't much like shutting up, uh, it's, takes a lot out of me. But you know what? I have kind of an outline for this episode, so I'm going to allow myself to take breaks if I need to because I really miss podcasting and I know you guys love the podcasts. And um, yeah, so here we are. Anyway, (laughs) if you're new, uh, sorry about that. (laughs) Oh God, okay. So I wanted to start off with a quick update. Uh, with everything that's been going on, you know, why I've been on a hiatus from my podcast and and just everything. So if you don't know, if you don't know me, if you haven't been following along the past like year, basically, I have really been struggling with my health. I've been basically bedridden for almost a year and just really, really sick. And I didn't know what it was for the longest time. I was misdiagnosed well, kind of. It's it's a complicated story. I was kind of misdiagnosed with Lyme disease, and then they were like, no, that's not it. And just getting passed around to doctors, trying to figure out what the problem was. And um, I finally received a diagnosis almost a month ago, and it is fibromyalgia. That is what we're pretty sure it has been this entire time. The thing about... It's like... It's frustrating, but that's the thing with fibromyalgia, and that's why it's kind of hard to diagnose because it doesn't show up on blood tests. It's kind of, it's like an invisible disease. It doesn't show up on blood tests or, you know, bone tests, x-ray, bone tests, great, this is going awesome, doesn't show up on x-rays is what I meant to say or anything, you know, Uh, except for, I think, a brain scan is it, it might I don't know there's no like fibromyalgia test specifically so you kind of have to test for every single other thing first and rule out any possibility before they can diagnose you with fibromyalgia so that's basically what's been happening th- for this whole year is they've been testing me for ev- like I've literally been tested for everything everything and um everything came back negative And it's, you know, I was, like, tearing my hair out. Like, you know, when you just feel like... Anyone with fibromyalgia knows, you know, how I'm feeling right now. It's like you feel like you're dying. You know, not to be dramatic, but I I really thought I was dying because I didn't know what was wrong, you know? Oh, here it is. So I lost the audio thing and then I I started panicking because I thought it stopped recording. Okay, anyway. uh, You you know, I felt like I was dying because I didn't know what was wrong and I... I thought it was lupus for the longest time. I would have bet money that it was lupus. And lupus, obviously, is a really serious disease and you want to catch it early so nothing, you know, goes really wrong or whatever. And I was nervous. I was nervous that my organs were, you know, not good. And, you know, so 
it's like, I'm of course relieved that that's not the case. And I'm relieved to have an answer. Like, that's the main thing. Like, literally what I prayed for every night is to just get an answer no matter what it is. I didn't even care at that point. Like, I just wanted an answer. So I got one. And it's bittersweet. It definitely... It definitely fucked with me for for a while there. I, I didn't handle it well, you know, because any you know, receiving any serious diagnosis like that. If, if you don't know about fibromyalgia, it's chronic, so it's lifelong and there's no cure. Uh, so obviously that's like a shock to the system and it was just so out of left field. I did not think it was fibromyalgia at all. I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. I, it kind of really set in that uh, this would be something I'd be dealing with at the least a very long time, at the most for the rest of my life. And it was really hard to accept. And I also, sorry if you don't care about this, I, I decided, okay, really quick, I decided that I'm going to discuss like subtopics before I get into the actual topic because when I'm just talking about the main, like what the episode is titled after, my episodes are really short. So I figure if I talk about subtopics in the, um, in the beginning, geez, I have matcha. Maybe I'll, I'll drink that. If I talk about subtopics, it'll make the episode longer and make more sense. Okay. So what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, okay. Here it is. Another thing that was, it that made it really hard for me to accept. And unfortunately, a lot of people with fibromyalgia deal with this is, you know, if you've heard about fibromyalgia, you've probably heard people say that it's a fake disease or it's just what people, what doctors diagnose you with when they don't know what's wrong with you. Like a lot of people, like I said, it's an invisible disease and it's weird. I'm probably going to make a whole YouTube video about like my experience with fibromyalgia and like what it is and stuff. Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not, I don't know how much I really want to explain about it, but it's, you know, it doesn't show up anywhere and it's kind of like, it's, characterized by widespread pain, but there's nothing actually wrong with your body. It's weird. It's like the area of your brain that processes pain and like different hormones and stuff is like fucked up or, or whatever. And it's sending pain signals to areas in your body that like it's not supposed to. And that's basically the whole thing. It's, it's an, I th I'm pretty sure it's characterized as a neurological disease. And just like mental illnesses or any other kind of quote unquote invisible disease, people will say it's not true and whatever. So, uh, I, I guess I have this, like, idea in my head that it wasn't real disease or, or you know, it, it wasn't serious. And here's the thing, it's not, it's technically not serious because nothing, there's no damage actually being done to your body, which is like, that's good, right? But it feels serious, like it's debilitating and that's why it's serious and it's lifelong and there's no cure and that, it, and it is serious. For a lot of people, it's serious. And for me, it's serious. And, you know, when he first told me that, you know, that it was fibromyalgia, I, I, this sounds fucked up looking back, but like, I was like, no, it can't be fibromyalgia because I'm in a lot of pain. Like, it feels too serious to be fibromyalgia, you know? And that's fucked up. And I kind of realized that I had this idea in my head that it's just, it's not like a valid disease, which is fucked up. Um, but that's something that I've, I've worked on. And I understand now that um, it's not invalidating. It makes perfect sense. I have all of the symptoms, like, whatever. Like I said, I want to make a whole video about it, 
but I am on a medication for it. It's kind of like, let's try this, you know? Like, it's not, it's, it's hard to treat. It's really hard to treat and manage. So, uh, well, I don't want to say that. Well, it's, it's usually hard to treat and manage. So I'm on a medication for it. Let's hope it works. And, um, getting back into exercise. Exercise is huge with fibromyalgia. You got to make sure you're like exercising all the time. So I'm back into that, back into yoga and, um, I'm doing what I can right now. I'm just kind of getting back on my feet and, even though it kind of sent me into an existential crisis and totally freaked me out. Like when I, I totally freaked the fuck out. I was, I started rethinking all my priorities and what I want to do with my life and just be, you know, it just, something like that just rocks your world. Right. So, uh, I just had a, a little, a little crisis, a little meltdown there for a sec, but I feel I'm coming back down to earth. So that's good. I'm fine for anyone who is concerned I'm okay. Like, I'm not, it's, I'm not dying. Like, I'm good, you know? Uh, so, good news overall. And thank you everybody who is, has been concerned for me and has been asking and reaching out. I really, really appreciate it. Ugh, is not good. <laughs> this needs more honey. Hold on. Honey? I thought you were vegan. Shut up. Really trying not to knock my microphone over. Something that I wanted to talk about is <laughs> Chris D'Elia coming back to the internet, as if anyone fucking asked him to. Oh my god, if you don't know Chris D'Elia, I'm sure everybody knows, but he was a really big comedian, and then last year, all of these allegations and everything, of course, my neighbor's dogs are barking now, sorry if you can hear that, uh, all these allegations came out that basically he, he was... Uh, being inappropriate with young girls. Um, I don't know if any of them were minors, but like, like really, really young girls, even if they were like technically adults. And just like, um, I know there was a story that he like flat, he was exposed himself to girls who it didn't consent to. And like, just like weird, weird situations, creepy situations surrounding girls and like sex and stuff. That was about a year ago or I don't know what time is anymore. It was at least a few months ago. It was last year. And this week he came out with a coming back video, I guess. And I don't know if it was supposed to be an apology video. It it wasn't. <laughs> so, I mean, he said, he said, I'm sorry, I think. But here's the thing. He spent a lot of it talking about like himself and defending himself, which I guess he has every right to do. But you know what they say, like an apology isn't really an apology if you're sitting there making excuses and talking about yourself and your reasons the whole time. It's like, what about like the other people, you know, the people affected by your actions? Like that's really what we should be focusing on and what you learn from and everything. He basically said that he uh, is a sex addict. He's sex addict. Yeah fucking fuck sex addiction issues and how his whole career was based on sex and that's all he really viewed it for and he was like constantly messaging girls and just wanting to fuck whoever like and that's why he was I guess kind of creepy is and I love it I love the the self-awareness and he said he was getting help for it and therapy and stuff and that's great I I hope he um gets better but of course you know, in the comments of his video, and he, I, he can't control this, but, like, in his comments, it's all, like, welcome back, buddy, like, so glad you're back, like, all positive stuff, and it's, like, you know, like, white men get away with everything, <laughs> like, all of the comments are so positive, 
did we ever get that he, you know, some of the stuff that I heard, and of course, like, I guess there's no proof, but like, were was really weird. And like, ew, like, y'all gotta read up. I think New York Times did a whole thing on it, on, you know, the stories and everything. And there was one where like, he was messaging this girl, and they were gonna hook up. And she was of age, I think she was like 19 or something, which is still, you know, unpopular opinion. But if you're in your late 30s, you know, going after 19 year olds like ugh, you know I, I'm 22 I wouldn't even date a fucking 19 year old because they're still children I'm barely an adult you know so like ew but anyway and also we'll, we'll get to that where he was talking to this 19 year old and fucking you know they were gonna meet up or whatever and then he started telling her that oh you have to go meet up with my friend and go give him a blowjob so like I know you're serious like fucking what the fuck dude you know and he didn't really address any of that he basically he said that he he was a sex addict and that's why he was creepy essentially uh but he affirms that nothing he ever did was illegal or was like you know not consensual it's like i don't know because that that one story of him fucking flashing those oh, flat can i is it still flashing if it's men exposing his you know junk to these two fucking girls without their consent like that's illegal right i don't know um so that's illegal if that's true like then you're lying like i don't know i guess he's saying that the girls are lying i just I, it, it's hard and it's kind of like i guess technically it's none of my business it's just up to me if i want to continue to support this person and it sucks because if you didn't know I was a fucking huge Crystalia fan he was like my favorite comedian I loved him watched his podcast every week and like I just loved him and it was really devastating when all that stuff came out because it's like of course like that sucks the other thing that he failed to mention or well he mentioned it and it was disappointing it was the whole power dynamic thing you know obviously you're in your late 30s and you're messaging these 19 year old girls and you're fucking rich and famous and they like he would message girls that went to his show so they're clearly fans or maybe big fans of him and he's messaging them being like yeah i'm crystalia like of course you want to have sex with me you came to my show like i'm crystalia in in the fucking quote-unquote apology video he's like I don't know. I don't, it, is it wrong if two consenting adults want to have sex, like, just because I'm famous? Why does that matter? And it's like, it does. Like, with being, you can't just, like, reap all the benefits of being rich and famous and not carry any responsibility with you. You know, you should be mindful of when you're interacting with such young people and you have, you have power over them. You know, if they're not comfortable with something, they might not voice it because you're fucking Crystalia and they're in your hotel room and they're smaller and younger than you and they're like a nobody and you're like this big person you know so to say like the fact that he completely disregarded the whole power dynamic thing I thought was pretty gross and if that's really what he thinks then it's like okay and clearly a bunch of people agree with him which is like ugh, you know like what the fuck whatever I guess it's subjective all that matters to me is like if the girls he affected forgive him. And of course, there's really no way of knowing that unless they speak out. I hope they do, because that's all that matters. Like, if they, if they're move, move past it, if they, I, honestly, I hope he fucking at least tried to, to, I don't know, give them something, like money or something, you know, for what he put them through, right? Uh, so it's like, whatever. It was disappointing. 
overall, you know, like, I hope the girls are, are recovering and feeling better, and I do hope that he gets help, you know, for his sex addiction. I don't know much about sex addiction, but addiction is a disease, and, you know, it, I'm, you can be addicted to drugs, you can be addicted to sex, it's horrible, you know, no one should have to go through that, so that's a, you know, that's an interesting thing, because drug addiction, I mean, like, drug addictions do affect other people, obviously, like, family members of the drug addicts, and of course it affects other people, but, like, intrinsically, it really only has to do with the person doing the drugs, right? But sex addiction, it's, involves other people, like, at its nature, so I'm, that's interesting. I wonder if it's considered, is it considered a disease? Hold on. Okay, so they're calling it a, a disorder. A mental disorder? Oh, it's not in the DSM. Interesting. Okay, so it's not in the DSM, but it it can be diagnosed. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so whatever. Whatever the fuck that means. Was just wondering. It doesn't make it any less valid. I just, you know, whatever. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about briefly is the fucking Elisa Lam documentary that came out on fucking... I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Woo! Okay, um, the Elisa Lam documentary that came out on Netflix, it's like something at haunting at the Cecil Hotel or some shit at the Cecil Hotel, that's what it's called. And it's um, only a few parts. The episodes are like an hour long or something. And, um, by the way, what the fuck is with Netflix and making everything into a series? Like, you know, not everything has to be a series. Just make it a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what's their, it, is it, is there, like, better retention or something on series than movies? Like, I don't get it. Everything's a fucking series. I don't want to watch a series. I want to watch a movie. I thought the Elisa Lam documentary was really good. I loved that they were including so many clips from YouTubers videos like Stephanie Harlow, like my bitch, like I love her. It was so cool seeing her in a bunch of the episodes and I hope, I hope of course that the YouTubers were compensated for that. They did put their names like so at least it's like a shout out but um hope they were compensated for that. Of course, sip of matcha, so much better with the honey. And it was just, you know, Netflix originals are usually pretty good, the way that they're shot and, and everything. They discussed a lot of things that I didn't know about the case, like the fact that that one fucking rock star, metal, metal, death metal guy, that death metal guy was framed for her, not framed, but was... <sighs> pinned was accused there it is great um was accused of her murder and he was like fucking harassed online and all this shit and everyone thought that he was the murderer even though he wasn't even in the same country i'm pretty sure at the time of the murder like it of course no one who's saying he was like suicidal because of it and that sucks you know and of course it's just because he was an easy target like he's like this fucking goth like he sings about like fucking death and you know whatever so he's an easy target so everybody pinned it on him i i don't know what i thought happened because of course i followed the elisa lamb case and i i think i thought that someone at the hotel did something that was like my main theory but that's the thing with that case it's like nothing no theory made sense fully you know you could always debunk it with some fact or something so that's why it was so, ooh, 
That's why it was such a mystery and why, you know, obviously that video that they released was so fucking creepy and it went super viral and, you know, all this stuff. And first of all, I didn't know much about Elisa and they really talked about her a lot in the documentary, which I liked. They talked about her personality and her life and, and stuff and you really got to know her and, um... It's just so sad. I think she was 21 years old when she passed away. And, you know, she's this girl from Canada who decided she wanted to, like, go and travel alone you know, for the first time and go, like, really experience life. And she was just, she just seemed so sweet and outgoing and funny and nice. And it's, like, really unfortunate. It was really sad. Like, that was, you know, one of the cases that, like, I, I was crying by the end just because it's just so sad. It, it, especially since... You know, by the end of the documentary, I came, I realized that it was most likely an accident what happened to her, which is almost even sadder than if something else would have happened because it's like, this could have been avoided. Like, there was no reason for this. What's the reason when, when something this horrible happens? You know, it, it's just this poor girl. And I think they, they alleged that she wasn't taking her medication. Like in the toxicology report, she wasn't taking her medication for bipolar disorder. And she had bipolar one, which causes a psychosis. And just the way she was acting, she had really erratic kind of manic behavior that in the days leading up to it. And they think that she, she, um, accidentally drowned herself, you know, in, in this water tank. And, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that makes sense fully. And that's so sad. Like, you know, it's like so tragic. And I just, I really appreciate Netflix for doing that, for, for clearing that up because I feel like, just the theories, whenever someone young dies and it's just, like, kind of creepy and weird, like, the theories just get so fucking out of hand to the point where innocent people are accused of the murder and all of these insane theories about ghosts and the fucking hotel is haunted and shit and, I don't know, maybe it is, but, like, you know, when really it was just an accident and all these people are still talking about it all these years later, like, it's unsolved when it is solved, you know? Um, it was an accident. Hopefully, her family is able to, you know, deal with it now without having everyone in the world, like, imagine having everyone in the world share their opinion about, about your loved one's death. It's like, I, I mean, I guess I don't know what goes on in their head, but I would, I couldn't stand that. If it was unsolved and we were trying to figure out, figure it out, then it's like, of course I would want that, but it's like, let it rest. Let her rest, you know? So, I appreciate Netflix overall. And I really enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I think they really, they really painted a good picture of who Elisa was, at least from what it seemed, you know. So I, I really appreciated it. And it kind of shut the book on that case for me personally from someone who has been interested in it, you know. If I had ads to read, I would read the ads right now. But instead, I'm just going through TikTok. <gasps> oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Hold on, hold on. Bro, shut the fuck up. Dude, Chris, I, oh my god, Chris Sutherland, the fucking physics teacher on TikTok, if, if you, if you follow him, you know who I'm talking about. I, I'm so sorry, I'm in love with him. I think he's so fucking hot and I'm obsessed with him and he's so funny. That's so weird to say, I'm sorry, if this ever gets back to him. He just liked my fucking duet of his video. So I'm, that's, I don't know what to do. So that's really great. So I went viral this week <laughs> of uh, a video about men. Here, I'll play it really quick. 
Not all men are like that. You should just say some men because not all men are... Did I say all men? Or did I say men? Also, it's not some, it's a lot. And I'm starting to think it's also you. So that's uh, really great. I actually, it was received pretty well. I, it's not, you know, you never know with TikTok because of course that, I don't, I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. I didn't say anything negative about men. I wasn't even talking about anything in specific. Just the fact that, you know, when people, they're like, not all men. It's like, okay, I know, clearly, common sense. Olivia Jade used that sound and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot she existed. Um, not to be rude. That wasn't shady. Like I just was like, oh my God. I remember her and all that stuff that happened with her. <laughs> this guy, wait, this guy just stitched it and me and Shelby laughed. This is what I've been getting from the men who are, who are not okay with this video, ready? All men are like that. You should just say some men because not all men are- Did I say all men? Women are stupid and crazy. <laughs> now don't you dare tell me in the comments that not all women all men are like that's that. it that's literally all i said and he tagged me and said at tia wood i dare you stitch this hey no free clout for the misogynist also in his bio it says feminist so that's great it, it also says learning about racism i love the honesty in that so that's great and by the way it's like eh, you know i'm i'm so I don't know if this is just just exclusive to me. I doubt it is, but I'm sure like just as if you're a woman listening to this, it's just so exhausting having to explain yourself constantly. Like I feel like women are just constantly explaining like basic fucking concepts and things that are so real to us and just like others just like they, they can never grasp it because they have no idea, you know, like like all my video was about was just the tendency of men to and some women too. I'll be talking about when men like do a, spe a specific group of men. Like I'll be talking about when men do this or men who do do this or men blah, 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 blah. And the fucking, I almost every time the response is always, well, not all men are like that. And it's like, okay, I'm not talking about all fucking men. I didn't say all men. I'm referring to these men and these men and these men, you know? And I'm not going to say some men because... First of all, like, do I really have to shift my fucking language so much because you're that fucking sensitive? Like, just stop taking it personally. Stop taking shit that has nothing to do with you personally. Like, what the fuck? As a woman who lives in the patriarchy and constantly deals with the with the effects of that and deals with, you know, misogyny and sexism all the fucking time, it's like, why do I need to, like, appease your ego? Like, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about my experiences and feelings and fucking statistics, by the way, just like FYI, just about anything. Like, I feel like to ask a woman to adjust her language when talking about fucking sexism and misogyny is just so, ugh. and it's always from men who claim to be feminists, right? I forgot why I went on that tangent. Oh, so yeah, like I wasn't even talking about anything in specific. I was just talking about how people frequently use the not all men card to kind of derail the conversation, right? Like it's easy to argue, it's easier to argue semantics than it is to address the actual issue that I'm talking about, right? And I think most of them know what we mean when we say men, like we don't need to say not all men because they know we're not talking about not all men. They just want to derail the conversation. Genuinely, that's what I think. And oh, just for the past few days, just been arguing with, with 
people who, and oh my god, the argument of like, well, men is a collective term. Men is, men is general. Like, so when you say men, it's not specific enough. It's like, it is specific enough because I'm talking about men exclusively. I'm not going to say people because I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about men. And I'm not going to say some men because it's not some men. It's a lot of men, as I said in the video. So that's not accurate either. I'm just going to say men. And then if you were actually listening to what was coming out of my mouth, you would know what man I'm talking about, what men I'm talking about. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. But most people are understanding what I'm saying. And that's really refreshing. I really, I appreciate that. It's hard to kind of be honest on TikTok just because everyone is like so sensitive and there's like fucking little kids on the app and who just tell you to like go kill yourself or whatever. And it's like, ugh, you know, so that was refreshing. Appreciate it. It's all been good. Oh, I also went viral for a TikTok about fibromyalgia. And so I got like a nice little fibromyalgia fan base. Love that. <laughs> I love my niche. <laughs> See, like I'm developing a fever. Like my face is hot and my ears are hot and my face is red because I've been talking for almost 40 minutes. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm pretty tough. Okay. Like even though I'm tired, I can usually stick things out and do the work I got to do, but it's like my body rejects it. You know, it's crazy. So I have a fever right now for no, just cause I'm talking. Hold on. Let me take off my jacket. <laughs> It's so nice out. Like, it's just beautiful, clear skies, clear blue skies. It's 50 degrees after it's been snowing all week, and it's just so nice out, and I'm inside recording a podcast, so that's what's going on. You know, I had something else to talk about today, but I kind of want to just keep talking about misogyny. <laughs> it's like you can't claim that- hold on, I want to read you this comment. Oh, should I just go through comments and, and debunk them? Is that fun? Here's this guy. He goes- but you didn't say some. And I said, because I'm not talking about some. <laughs> the way, that, like, the men will, or whoever will come on to the comment section and try to rebut what I'm saying. And they just get ratioed within seconds. And so I go, I'm not talking about some. And he goes, so are you talking about all? And I said, I physically cannot keep defending all. And then, of course, everyone, like, jumps on him. Which is not, I don't, I don't want that. It's just, like, if you say some stupid shit, like, people are going to call you out. Someone <laughs> I love you guys. Someone goes, no, she's talking about men like you. And then he goes, fucking this. I screamed when I read this. Shame. Because I consider myself as feminist and I support women. Meanwhile, some women don't appreciate it. <gasps> hey, do you want a fucking cookie, bro? Do you want a cookie? Do you want an award? Do you want a little pin to like the a participation award to put on your jacket? Like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's acting like, like being a feminist and supporting women is like you're doing extra work. <laughs> As if it's so hard to just support women and to not be a misogynist, which by the way, you fucking are a misogynist. <laughs> and you say you support me, but you're on my fucking page arguing with women about our experiences. Like, it's the entitlement. It's the performative activism. I just, I can't. I thought that was really funny. And people immediately jumped on him. And oh my God, then there's this guy. He, oop, this fucking guy has been commenting and arguing with people for like 12 hours straight. And I want to block him because it's annoying, but he's probably like boosting the fuck out of my video. So I don't even know. I should really, <laughs> I should give him a cut of my fucking check because he's just like doing the most interaction, you know?
A lot? By whose numbers? Define that, please. <laughs> I don't... Oh, this is good. I don't belittle your issues. I respect that. But we too have issues. Let's work on solving them instead. He deleted a bunch of his comments, which is funny. I think he said, like, instead of, of fighting with each other or something. And I just... I You know, it's like... The jokes write themselves, like, they just stay approving my fucking point. That's why I knew, like, I knew if anyone fucking came after me in the comments, like, they would just be proving my point. It's like, what the- why are you so fucking defensive? If the shoe- if the shoe doesn't fit, then don't try to wear it. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And by the way, like, I understand that it's the human- reaction where if you think that someone is talking about a group that you belong in and saying something that you believe is inaccurate like of course it's natural to get defensive but like this is where self-awareness comes in and i really like i beg y'all i beg y'all to practice some self-awareness just some fucking introspection just you know for one millisecond before responding before commenting just fucking consider why you're so mad why are you so mad why are you so defensive if it doesn't resonate then fucking leave it alone you know and you wouldn't be in this space of feeling defensive if you were just listening you know also just because you feel like something is inaccurate doesn't mean it's inaccurate Maybe be like, oh, you know, and then, you know, it's the same people who are like, I'm willing to have my mind changed. No, you're fucking not. Like, you're just here to argue and like, you know, uh, you you want someone to tell you that you're right. Like, you're so insecure. <laughs> like, the fact he's bringing up men's issues under a video talking about women and women's issues regarding men. Like, it's like, if you and then they use that like well, what about men's issues what about men's issues it's like that's fine but that's not the conversation we're having right now and it's really frustrating when you come on a woman's video and you use that to minimize what she's talking about you know that is not that's not helping it's no and no one's gonna listen to you because it's rude it, if you really cared about men's issues you would start those conversations you wouldn't hijack women's conversations about their issues i really like this reply this argument always bothers me men will fully be misogynistic to your face and then say but it's not all men you hurt my feelings literally like they they're like sad they're like ow that hurts when you talk about that thing that i do it's like <laughs> your emotions tell you so much about about yourself and your beliefs you know if you're feeling angry ask yourself why you're feeling angry why you're feeling defensive why you feel the need to protect this this thing it's like but anyway he has left 663 comments 663 comments this other person goes women suck doesn't that sound bad i didn't say all women that's the other thing like people going women women aren't funny women this women that and it's like i don't give a fuck because of exactly what i said in my video and i basically said like you know it doesn't sound bad because i don't care what you have to say andrew and the fact that you're getting defensive shows that you feel guilty deep down and it might not be because you did anything wrong it might be societal shame but if it is then y'all men need to address that with one another like 
it's not women's problem to fix. They're always coming to us expecting us to fix their problems, problems, and it's like, men have problems because of men, because of the patriarchy. This is why every, everyone should care, because the patriarchy doesn't just disenfranchise women. It's also bad for men. It's bad for everybody. They're like, well, we have problems. Like, men have problems, so it must be women's fault, because women blame us for their problems, so we can blame them for our problems. It's like, no, men cause the problems. The patriarchy is the problems. Like, and it, it's not, it's not like because our fucking forefathers caused the problems 200 years ago. It's right now. It's men right now. I'm sure a lot of it is not conscious because it's just, it's implicit bias. It's, you know, sociological. It's implanted in your fucking brain from society. But that's where the fucking self-awareness, the educating yourself is really important. You know, not, hey, woman women fix this I'm gonna blame you and you fix it like you know stop going to women and go to other men how can we fix this men run the world you know you have more power like why are you coming to us you deal with it I'm just defending myself which is okay what why are you defending yourself like I personally attacked you I want people to know that not all men are bad you are referring to men and anyone in that category category is what you're calling upon and then i said no i'm literally fucking not and that was the whole point of my video my bad for thinking you were listening right and he goes am i in the men category yes i am therefore you are speaking about me and i said you know what auntie i think you are the men in the category and he goes you're just mad because i proved you wrong use the wrong form of your i corrected him he goes i failed english and i said explain explains why you can't understand the concept of plurals because that's what it is, right? Like, you know, ooh, I just like my own video. The concept of plural plurals is that it's more than one, but it's not all of them. Like, men is a, is a plural. It's a plural. So it's more than one, but it's not all of them. And language is flexible. And stop acting stupid. Yeah, it's, just, it's amazing when men are like, I'm a feminist. As if, like, you can't claim that title for yourself. You may have the intentions, I guess, but if you don't understand anything about equality, about sexism or misogyny or the patriarchy, then how can you call yourself a feminist? And if women are literally sitting there like, dude, no, you're not. You can't be like, yes, I am. Like, women are literally telling you that you're not. Like, who else is, is qualified enough to, like, it's, you know, again, it's performative. I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point, but I, for one... I'm just done expending so much energy explaining myself to these people. I'm just, I'm over it. I am too sick to deal with this. And it's fine. And I'm funny and that video is funny. Also, the fact that they're, they're literally making me money, like, as they're leaving hate comments and <laughs> arguing with me. I made rent because you're so sensitive. It's like, and I am, listen, I am sensitive to men's issues. Like I said, a big part of fucking dismantling the patriarchy is so everyone is better off, every single person. And of course I listen to men's issues and men do have issues. Men have a lot of issues um, that need to be addressed, that aren't talked about enough. But it's like, why can't you just do that? Why must you always hijack women's conversations, women's movements, you know? Make your own. I think I've talked for long enough. Uh, didn't talk about what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about, um, hello. Oh, um, wellness habits to improve your life in 2021. But I just wasn't feeling super positive. Actually, that's not true. I am feeling positive. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I just, you know, 
you know when you want to get something off your chest but you don't want to like I'm not going to argue back and forth with like men on my in my comment section you know gone on a little tangent and I'm feeling better so uh thank you for all the support thank you for listening follow me at tia wood t-i-a-a-w-o-u-l-d on everything except for youtube youtube is t-i-a-w-o-o-d uh reach out to me let me know what you want me to talk about ask me questions ask me advice uh whatever you know and if enough people do maybe i'll make that a segment as well as like answering people's questions and advice and stuff i would love to do that rate me can you rate me on the app that you're on right now that'd be cool rate me five stars <laughs> leave a nice little little review oh my god is that asmr <gasps> i'm scared <laughs> okay i will talk to you hopefully next week I'm not gonna make any promises but hopefully next week i will talk to you okay have a good one bye mm-hmm.